<laughs> Hello and half a day and welcome to New Game Plus, a video game talk show based on Guam with three hands of men and their very expensive audio setups. Now, under the Laddie Esports banner, I'm Tim. You can introduce me, man. That's Barry, Shado Gaming Hernandez, and uh, to the top right is Matthew Matuhat Okado. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Hey, what's going on, man? You know, just big chilling for twenty minutes on that <laughs> intro screen. I could, I took like two poops. It's, it's fine. It is. But yeah, you know, half a day. I'm Shadow Gaming, of course. Matt, you can introduce yourself as well. We'll talk about ourselves before we start talking about the rest of the night. You can't talk about poops, Barry. This is family friendly. About it's KOM. It's fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start my. I'll start with the introductions because we do need to introduce ourselves. We're in a different uh, network now, so we're part of the KOM Podcast Network and as well as Lighty Esports. My name is Shadow Gaming. Some of you guys might know me from commentary on Lighty Esports first-person shooters, um, but I actually started out as a fighting game community like organizer. So I did commentary for fighting games, tournament organization, which all of us have done. Tim has done, and as well as Matt has done. Uh, I was also a, like, a, I guess I would say head organizer of the Otaka Recon anime convention, but now I'm just a government drone. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I just play video games now. I just have fun. And that's about it. That's, that's me. Hey, cool. Matt? Oh, my gosh. My name is Matt Okada. I'm a recent blonde. Um, <laughs> I, I revived the melee scene by myself and my friends. And that's that's all I have. I I collect video games and I drink energy drinks. That's all. That's all I am. <laughs> cool. Shout out to uh, Good evening, everyone. No, no. <laughs> my name is Tim Fox. I used to be blonde, but anyway, um, my credentials, I guess. Uh, I just play Super Smash Bros. Melee a lot, and that's how I met Barry and Matt. Actually, uh, I begged Barry to bring Super Smash Bros. Melee into um whatever fighting game tournaments he was hosting, and he was like, "Yeah, shoot," and the rest is history. We've been on trips together. We've uh, organized tournaments together, and you know we've made some lifelong a lifelong friendship. I feel. Oh, watch, we're not friends anyway. No, just kidding. And now we're a uh, podcast host together. But yeah, like I uh, just realized the first tournament I, I you were no, it was Otaku Recon. The first one I did. My first convention was the first melee tournament, if I recall. Yeah, because you were asking, the... and I remember like, yeah, I was like, who's this dude in the chocobo outfit? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, it was before that we um we did no, a Ganya was... shopping. What? Well, no, it was a Ganya shopping center because I remember lugging my. Oh, we got kicked out. Yeah, my thirty-two. <laughs> no, I remember lugging my thirty-two-inch CRT TV up the stairs because um the tournament was up. No, it wasn't upstairs. It was, no, it was upstairs up on the second floor when they kicked us out. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty so much. We got it, kicked yeah. out. I remember that because we had to put a projector on the wall near, across from G three. And they're like, hey, you can't do that. I'm like, dude, we're almost done. Just give us this. Because it was like 8.30 already. They closed at 8. Yeah, we had so we like, had grand finals like, too. I was that like, was... please, just let, us, just let us stay. This gate doesn't need to be closed just yet. I was like begging this the security guards like, all right, I'll let the I'll have to let the you know the office know. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, I already knew the office manager and all that stuff, but I was like, oh my god, it sucks. Melee's Melee's booty. But then, <laughs> I no. hated it. I hated Melee for the longest time because no, it took forever. No, because we did a best of seven at the time. Yeah. No yeah, one ever does why. that. No, don't do don't ever do that again. Best of seven. When it gets to the seventh game, you're gonna hate it. But anyway, yeah. um, we are um, New Game Plus, so we're not actually pretty new. This is kind of our third season, but uh, after season two, we decided to uh, 
join hands with the Laddie Esports League and uh, bring pretty much our insights into video game news, uh, happenings, and uh, Sh uh, Shado Barry. Man, it's weird, it's weird calling you Shado. Um, Yo, you know what? <laughs> I'm Shado, Shadog Aiming. No, it's fine. Just, yeah, just call me Barry. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to be um, kind of giving like a highlights uh, for recent tournaments uh, uh, under Laddie. Like, and, you know, just announcing all Laddie news along with it. But yeah, like, yeah, uh, we, we've been around a while, but if you want to hit up like a old episodes, uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Just look uh, for New Game Plus Guam because that's the easiest way to filter us among the other New Game Pluses. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, that's pretty much and and New Game Plus in a nutshell. And, um, Barry, anything else? Um, not so much. I mean, we can catch up on what we've been doing. Honestly, the past two weeks, I've just been playing Guilty Gear Strive, mm -hmm. and that game—it's a fighting game. If you guys don't already know. And uh, like I mentioned before, I love fighting games and I play fighting games as much as I can. And oh, I forgot. <laughs> We've been playing Valheim for like two weeks straight. We've been playing anyway, Val <laughs> Valheim. All three of us yes. on, our ser on a server together with a whole bunch of friends. I think we have like eight people on Valheim. If you don't know what Valheim is, it's kind of like a Minecraft meets Vikings. Norse. Yeah, it's a Norse North. Minecraft. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, so outside of that, we've been playing Guilty Gear Strive, and it's a fighting game that has what I would consider probably uh, the paradigm shift when it comes to fighting games now, um, which is rollback netcode, which is a type of uh, network protocol where fighting games have a better time playing online with people around the world. So Guam, I mean, everyone everyone knows Guam doesn't have the best ping when it comes to video games, right? Uh, fighting games even more so is very difficult because of how like the game runs at 60 frames a second and there's some things that are literally one frame perfect kind of stuff so having a uh, high latency and delay based netcode and having the game slow down or, or lag out is just unacceptable when you're trying to play online in a competitive level but uh with guilty gears drive the first probably i would say triple a fighting game that is introduced rollback netcode uh in the modern age not Notwithstanding fan releases of AAA titles, aka Super Smash Brothers Melee for the Nintendo GameCube, but having rollback has become this sort of like buzzword that a lot of players use now, where it determines whether the game is playable or not. 100%. And speaking of roll, yeah, hundred percent, right? It's like we, I can play people from the states in a completely competitive environment. No, if if your fighting game does not have rollback, it's like it's hard. It's very hard to take seriously. In my opinion. Could you imagine playing Dragon Ball Fighters this day and age today? Caberdeans in chat. Can you imagine playing that piece of something game now with that robot? Code I got you. I could imagine myself not even playing it when it released. Yeah, because you don't I play, didn't it. play it. <laughs> <laughs> but but Dog speaking water. of speaking of arena fighters and rollback netcode, we actually have our first article that just released today. This today, yeah, um, we gotta talk about today. this. Twitter's all over it. It's that the yo. Fresh Chobo with the shout out Nickelodeon All Star Battle Brawl All Star Brawl and it has rollback netcode. An indie developer is developing the game. It has Powdered Toastman and I think it also has it has Reptar and I think it has it has Hanukkah Jewish Tommy in it, which is sick because he has a sword and shield. No, I'm what no young money. I'm gonna be a Nigel main. That's that was when they reveal Nigel. Oh man, I'm in. I'm in 100%. And then, turtles. 
No, yeah, and the Ninja Turtles too. I wonder how many. No, they were joking around. Like the comments are joking around how only I think uh, two Ninja Turtles were there. It's like they couldn't afford the rest of them for the IPs. And honestly, that kind of makes sense, right? Like you can only have like Donatello, and Michelangelo in your in your game. Can you afford the other two? I don't know. Helga Pataki. Donatello's like the cheapest turtle. What do you, no one likes Donatello. <laughs> What are you talking He's about? He's the smartest one. He's a loser. What are you talking about? No. He's a wow, stick. I feel like you're. I feel like you're projecting right now because he's smart and I like him. No, but uh, Raphael, that's who you want. Raphael's such an edge lord. That's like the DeviantArt nineteen eight, like nineteen ninety nine. He's a party dude. Thousand player. Oh my no. goodness. No, but yeah. Party um, dude. this game was developed by the same indie. Was it Slap City? But um, yeah, Slap City. Slap City. It's basically a um, Slap City uh, is kind of a Super Smash Brothers clone that the Smash community. Uh, oh, who's really, Lincoln really Loud? <laughs> Who is that guy? Oh, See, from the Loud. So you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty much a Smash game, but with Nickelodeon so characters. Sandy Cheeks. No, but what's cool is you can realize that this isn't kind of sort of a cash grab that a lot of like develop like people think it is because they introduce characters that are older than some of the people they're gonna play it like ren and stimpy is like a 1998 uh, cartoon all i mean real mon all real, real monsters all real dude mon nobody know dude no like if you see twitter they're like who the heck is oblina the people only know oh is that the guy from the 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 meme nigel thornberry that's it oh people man they never watch uh the wild thornberries that's wild oh lucy is that lucy i'm a lucy man? i don't even know who lucy is see that's what's I don't cool know who it's she like is it has either. a whole bunch it has a huge helga pataki is yeah. in it dude Helga oh, G Pataki. Oh. oh, there's Reptar. <laughs> Reptar's so sick. There's some there's some other screenshots with um like the the cover art uh, of the game art and they there's some silhouettes and we could see like cat dog uh in it too. Ooh, Danny Phantom. We're gonna, Danny Phantom mains in the Yo, house. Yo, Leonard. And the cool thing. Okay, okay I'm gonna I'm the fanboy real quick. This is the yeah. original 1980s 1990s cartoon design. You can tell because his little mouth thing and that big L and ugly looking sash. Like, this is a classic Leo, too. That's so cool. It's going to be really, really fun. I think I... Well, what did they say it was going to be on the... Definitely the Switch. Because we got we to gotta yeah, cater to the, the younger The thing arc. is, they said that any any platform that can support rollback, they will try to implement rollback. Mm -hmm. That's what the developers said. So that means it's a multi-platform title. Rollback. Rollback on the Switch. Can you imagine that? Is that a, is that a thing? Are there any games on the Switch right now that uh, support rollback? Um... I was just watching I the trailer. I don't know your answer, but I was watching the trailer. Is that the the drone like from the turtles? Like the one that um Krang is in? Is, yeah. is that is that the thing? Oh my gosh, that's so the, cool. Oh, you also if you notice, like if you if you have a, a really sharp eye, is that Leonardo actually is true to his arcade counterpart. He had the dive kick, he had the like lariat with the swords, which is his like ulti like I guess get off me move, like you know, in in a lot of beat em up titles. So he had a, like a lot of yeah. There, I feel like there. It's a really pa like a passion project, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm excited to see how it is. It, it's memes, honestly, right? No, now. no, no. Like it's, Twitter is just like, Twitter blowing is up blowing up. This is gonna be a a really, really. It's gonna sell a lot. Like I'm gonna play it, and I don't play. Uh, I'm a melee diehard fan. Like two weeks. And no, I'm gonna play. play I'm gonna play. It's gonna be fun. Dude. It's gonna be. <laughs> Yo, fun. are we gonna have a Thursday night? Ooh, we can. Thursday night hype with a uh, Nickelodeon. Thursday night hype with. Oh, Nickelodeon that'd be cool. If there was a Thursday night hype. Yeah, if there right, was a Thursday cool. night hype, man. R.I.P. Select Start. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we <laughs> Drake and Josh unlockable. We can't, dude, due to recent events. Well, anyway, uh, so. 
moving on to the next article <laughs> um you can talk about the ea leak because that's actually pretty big no um yeah it, w it was actually it happened a while back but ea was recently hacked like a lot of their assets were stolen a lot of the code was stolen uh i think about like 780 gigs of data stolen and uh including uh assets from battlefield madden and fifa um i guess the frostbite game engine that they use for these games uh the source code was stolen um Player data wasn't stolen at all, but then, you know, a lot of, uh, the funny part, the reason why I think this is, like, uh, talk-worthy is that, I guess, no one cared. Barry was like, I don't want to talk about it because it's EA. <laughs> and EA is just, like, in the whole, um, everyone hates EA. EA is that evil conglomerate that no one likes, but, you know, like, apparently they're just still making a ton of money because people, people keep buying stuff. A lot of the jokes are like, oh, yeah, the... People who stole the FIFA source code, just the only thing they saw that was different was that the year changed from 2013 to 2017, etc. Et yeah. I mean, EA makes money. Like, well, we got a couple people in chat that play an EA title right now, technically, uh, would be Apex Legends. We got Yamskote in the chat. So they make money. They like, that's how they make money. They make money off of like e, uh, Battlefield, they make money off of Apex and all that. So. It sucks though because when you think about it, it's the it it's 750 gigabytes, right? Or was it 780 gigabytes? Said? 780, yeah. yeah Almost so a terabyte. You can imagine. Sounds like a lot, right? Sounds like oh, it's one terabyte. That's like a hard drive, right? But think about the time that it took to create that stuff, right? Developers, especially dice, which is still in use today. Having your source code leaked is huge when it comes to like trying to create anti-cheat systems for an engine that has been clearly exploited, mm -hmm. which is the DICE engine. And that's kind of tough too, because DICE also handles are the, um, I believe Apex Legends and Titanfall 2. So having your source code leaked like that is um, huge implications when it comes to dealing with anti-cheat. Um, honestly, there's been a huge influx of cheating in Apex that's been happening lately, and that could be attributed to the leak that happened with, uh, with EA. Wait, so we don't know. Talk to me about the cheating in Apex. Is it like a more like auto aim or, uh, uh map oh, hacks man. kind of I mean, thing? I'm only hearing Sargami and Yamskot's Twitter, but, uh, it's essentially, it's essentially, yeah, just like a lot of cheating in the Asian, Asian servers, which is kind of like what, you know people expect of asian servers i would say um it's just what i've seen on yeah it's hard to rank up as well but outside of that i mean there's a lot of developers have wasted used did had countless hours put into that 780 gigabytes only for it to be lost to the void of the dark web you know no, it just sucks yeah so. because the time that they could have put into actual game development it they have to go back and make sure that you can't cheat gotta gotta plug in plug up all those exports exploits yeah, and that's that's just one thing you know you're not even talking about assets assets being stolen to can be used in other titles that without their knowledge like a lot of things can be sold to the highest bidder when it comes to that stuff so like indie not indie titles but like games can figure out like techniques for shaders or like um uh stage design and all that you know, so we might not think that like um, video game design is sort of a a um, well, how would I say this? Uh, well kept secret when it comes to how you design games, but you know, like there's a reason why they have NDAs. Yeah. Right. So unfortunate, well, but unfortunate. You know, EA I don't like EA, so. <laughs>
get wrecked get wrecked yeah B word I, I mean that's it's kind of cool though that some like if there are leaks right we do get like big fans of video games like i remember like the mario 64 community we still see them like hey we found how they got these sprites that we got we found how they got these like the textures for all these things and so part of me is like okay that's pretty cool like if we could get some information and learn more about this game and then that's that's all it is but uh, it i'm thinking about um uh really good for the speedrunning community if they could read the source code <laughs> they can exploit <laughs> that's true that's, i like how you have three different views on regards to what this is that's fair that's that's honestly i never considered uh the speed running and like trying to find uh, information about a game for archival purposes you know mm -hmm. like because i know you really you really care about that kind of stuff now i know that um shoot was it pokemon Go i forgot it was it was it was a pokemon game or something whenever there was an update that came out like a lot of people would go into the the source code the source code and like oh no you know what it's not a pokemon game it was smash ultimate oh They're, data mining yeah they, yeah, they, yeah, they would data mine <laughs> they would data they mine and they look at look look right? oh is there any changes to like a character uh character attributes or whatever see if there's a or there's a, a buff there's or nerf. A new entry in the folder yeah like there's a new entry like oh roy and everyone's like oh my god and oh. it's not <laughs> remember like, that like when they released roy and they're like wait a minute that's not roy oh, that'd be so funny like soul caliber well, character dot jpeg or something like that yeah well, like the smash stuff like they didn't even like like nintendo never released like patch notes for it they're just like good bad this is it there was nothing like no, no, they, yeah we increased it by this it much but now they're unity kind of effort better. to deal with patch notes i remember that no but no but nowadays um i i don't want to say nintendo's better but the patch no, notes are actually <laughs> patch notes say stuff like I, I remember reading like marth fair is better or marth forward air has been uh strengthened but not there's no like actual hard hard uh numbers Frame to data it. explanation as to it yeah like a typical well the thing is like nintendo doesn't consider it as a competitive fighting game and therefore the bare minimum it can't doesn't need to be reached when it comes to games like that you know mm -hmm. they don't need to do it they're just doing it because you know they they can and feel like it maybe they need to it's like a privilege really when it comes to those guys but when it comes to other fighting games it's like a bare minimum you have to do that yeah. like if you do not provide like accurate data as to what you changed every actually not even fighting games this happens to every single game that got pat gets, gets, gets patched valorant just had a patch everything was specifically laid out apex gets patched everything specifically laid out Fighting games, except for NetherRealm games, specifically. Yeah. It's funny you should mention that because I was just reading this like article about um, Melee and the Japanese scene. About how a lot of the Japanese players were, or a lot of Japanese people were kind of uh, against the free Melee movement because they, they highly respect uh, Nintendo. Like, in their culture, it's like, um, these guys are the developers and we should respect their wishes, etc, uh, etc. Et and maybe that's why, like, um smash ultimate is just the way it is or, or you, know, you know what i mean because they're just that they're doing the bare minimum because this is what we are giving this to you accept it and then you know i guess they're 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 accepting of it yeah but meanwhile america's like nah it's okay we're gonna no no we, we 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 are we are entitled we want well, our well, frame that's data the thing. that's the thing man is like when it comes to fighting games we could talk about other games but it's specifically old fighting games before 2009 maybe even even early later like 2011 13 right is that you have a game that you do not expect to get patched and you just got to deal with it right if a new game's come new game comes out for example melee right melee comes out everyone plays it brawl came out you expect 
in general convention of today's esports world. You expect everyone to move to the new game, but a lot of F like fighting game people and Smash people, when a new game comes out, they don't necessarily care about it. They could play Melee for how old is Melee? Twenty one years. Two thousand one. So. 20, 20 years now. 19 years. 20 oh, years 20 now. years. 20 years you now. Can, you can be playing Melee for 20 years, and there's been like five Smash games that came out after. Nobody cares. Play Melee. People still play Street Fighter 2. There's there's three iterations that just came out, not in considering all of the patches that came out with it. Mm -hmm. People still play Street Fighter 2. So like that's something that you kind of don't see in the other esports realms where, okay, you're not going to see someone play CS 1.6 when CSGO comes out because money is where the newer game games yeah, yeah. comes out, right? So it's it's a, it's a different beast when it comes to fighting games. Like, I refuse to accept Jap Japan, the Japanese community for doing that. Mm. But at the same time, we don't necessarily need one country to have a different point of view when everyone else is you know going with the norm just play melee yeah. if you don't like it play melee if you don't like if you don't like if you don't like ultimate then you gotta deal with it or play melee no it's it's or funny project yeah. m or beyond melee or yeah. whatever <laughs> no it's or funny you should mention where <laughs> it's funny that you should mention that the money is where the new game is because this weekend is summit 11 for melee and the prize pool is over 100k that's not well i guess when you say money the money you're talking about money from the developer money from sponsorships i'm talking about convention yeah. yes but because this is, melee yeah. is one of the yeah melee is different i mean matt wouldn't matt knows this the best is that they're a grassroots community effort that grew because of the love of the game right hmm. they're the only grassroots effort right now you can't name hmm. any single major fighting major game that's in esports realm right now with teams with money with advertisement and marketing that aren't supported by the first party developer Name that's one. crazy that's crazy i'm so excited to see nickelodeon all-stars brawler just sponsored <laughs> by nickelodeon nickelodeon <laughs> everywhere slime everywhere and they have more money than the melee community and that that sucks that would not be so, so funny, wild. could there be like a nickelodeon world tour that'd be funny. That'd, oh man <laughs> No, I, I can guarantee you this is a licensed game and not from like Nickelodeon themselves. Obviously, it isn't because it's a different developer. It's a de mm. developer's making it, and Nickelodeon's publishing it, giving them licensing rights. Dude, it Could would you be... imagine? No, no, the fact that this game is like made by a Smash clone developer that's well received in the community, and it has rollback, apparently confirmed wave dashing. Kids are gonna get absolutely trashed online. They're gonna play it, and like, why are these people so good? Cheats, wave cheating, wave cheating, fun like canceling. That's yeah. Term. <laughs> oh that my is gosh, an old person term. Yeah, we're talking about fighting games a lot. We talk about melee a lot, so that's kind of like a recurring thing that's among your, us. That's, yeah, that's, that's your melee thing. thing. That's my, yeah. So I we're not gonna talk about the old. We're gonna talk about the new, which is the new Nintendo Switch that just came out, and that thing is crazy. Yeah. Like, and by crazy, I mean absolutely useless for people who do not play on like do not play portable no it's absolutely like, it is absolutely useless i will i i'm i will die on this hill no it's absolutely okay. useless for people who already have switches there's no yeah. there's no reason why you should upgrade to this there is there okay when i mentioned my argument and like dying on the hill it's specifically for people who don't play don't play portable mode portable mode i think it's really good to have the, the new oled switch Oh, yeah, yeah. You have better battery life because you're using an OLED. You have better screen 
you have god forbid hopefully better hardware not necessarily newer hardware but better more efficient hardware from the tegra nvidia tegra system but if you're playing it in dock mode then i don't know no no, no. it's it's funny that you should mention that because like you say it's good for portability <laughs> mode or you know for people who are on portable but but the other new feature is for docked mode which yes. is like pretty much the ethernet yes. port right Yes. That's like a, you could spend $12 and not have to just buy a listen, job, listen, buy a USB listen, listen. thing. Barry, shut up. This is cool. Okay. The the dock, right? It's sleek looking. Ooh, <laughs> looks so it? nice. Ooh, it has a, it's, you could plug an ethernet. What if, what if inside there, right? We don't know. They don't, they didn't say anything about like the, the dock, right? They didn't say, oh, we upgrade the dock. The dock could be upgraded. We could have better. It could be like type C to whatever it normally is right now. It could be better. I'm excited. I'm gonna get it. No. Yeah, that's but the thing. Like cool. we we already have switches. I don't even touch this thing. So why would I get another one? Well, it's not meant for. It's not honestly. It's not meant for uh, the people like us. It's not meant for you, me, or Matt. This no. is meant for people who don't have a switch yet. And this is meant for people who well that people who just want to buy the newest switch and people who want a more portable and battery friendly switch remember oled is the new technology that's what they're touting a lot of and oled helps yeah children, a lot when children. it comes to battery life oh yeah it's gonna be coming out i believe in um probably i think no before the holiday so before it's definitely holiday, gonna yeah. be yeah it's gonna October. be available for christmas yeah i believe so, yeah. so is it cheaper just no it's just it's a little bit more expensive to the traditional yeah. switch yeah, right 50 bucks 50 bucks because more you, the ethernet yeah well you can just buy no you know what's funny the dock the dock is actually can be is going to be sold separately you can you can get the dock you can get the dock separately too yeah are you going to get that sleek dock are you going to get the sleek dock i'm just going to get the system still oh my god you said you weren't going to buy it he's going to buy the dock i'm a liar what do you want from me okay so october is usually when you i used to work at gamestop you guys didn't know um, usually want to release everything um, when it comes to holiday buying and holiday rush at October because it takes about a month for every GameStop region to get their stuff in and then another like couple weeks to finally get shoppers in and the marketing it takes forever. It used to take like we would usually get our marketing stuff in like beginning of November. That's too late already. So it usually releases in October. So that's good. I'm glad they did that. It's good. Yeah, it's just funny, like, my Switch is just kind of, like, collecting dust. Like, I only got it for the Nintendo exclusives. I don't use it as a gaming console. Like, sometimes I can't justify having a super powerful PC and a Switch. Like, I'll just play, I'll, I'll play on my PC. That's, like, I the mean, thing about it, yeah. It's, it's convenient, and when we were playing Animal Crossing, it was obviously used a lot. But it's... it. If I feel like it was a... It was a stopgap solution during our, I mean, unfortunately, during the pandemic where we needed something to do. And mm -hmm. that's what it, that's what it accomplished for about a couple months until we stopped playing it. So. And now months. it's just, Don't now lie. it's just, it's just a centerpiece lie. now. It's, it's a centerpiece in my setup. Days. No, I, I played for, I played for like a couple months, Matt. I, I played for months. You guys did not play for months. I know that. I played. You know what? We're gonna no, I played. I played up to. I, I played up until. I played up until terraforming, and that that actually. Uh, There's so much more after terraforming. <laughs> Please. Never, like I what? To, I never got. I got never got that far. The real game. Wait, I'm looking it Wait, up right mean, now. I huh? thought the real game is just making bells and using Amazon. Like, what's it called? To Nukazon. Nukazon. I played for sixty hours or more. 
or more. That's what <laughs> this, is a, my, this is. This is my Switch right now. It has my my Switch is in my car. In your car? How do you, hey, how do you check? You that? leave it in your car. I I. I is that why you need one. a new Switch? I move. No, I have my New Horizons one still. It's, it's still sealed. He has, he has multiple switches. He's a collector. I, so I can even take my girlfriend's switch. She doesn't use it. Oh my gosh. See, I've, I'm she's like the prime market for that game, and she doesn't even use it anymore. No, The Sims. She plays The Sims. She only plays The Sims. Anyway. Oh, that's fair. Sims is really. As, good. I, I ask her, "You want to play Valheim with the boys and Ida?" And she's like, <laughs> "No." Well, oh I'm my playing god. The okay. Sims. Can we can we can we talk about Valheim a little bit? Can we? Because I, okay. All before three we talk about Valheim. Okay. Great, great, great. Before we talk about Valheim, the pref the, the the premise of Valheim is obviously we mentioned earlier is Minecraft meeting Norse mythology. But there is an end goal in the game. Right, I mean, Minecraft has Minecraft has Ender Dragon, right, which is the main goal. But there's five main goals in the game: killing these, you know, gods or something. So we've been doing it for the past two weeks. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it just oh my gosh, I I drop in like cause I know like Barry, Matt, uh, Ida were playing it, and she Ida stopped playing World of Warcraft with me. So I was like, okay, I want to I want to see what all this hype is about. I saw Barry streaming it on Discord a bit and I'm like, okay, I'm playing it. I've never played like a Minecraft a survival game before. It's not kind of not, not my style, but then this there's just something about this. There's something about this just stupid yelling at each other like it's so fun. It's oh my god. You know what it does? You know what it did to us, Tim? It brought in the childlike wonder of the multiplayer games that we used to play. Oh my it god. gave us, and you know what? It's 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 scratching the itch that WoW is supposed to scratch right now. Oh yeah, it's we everyone, yeah, a group preparing for a raid and doing the raid. Okay, so <laughs> but in, yeah, there was this there was this one fight that um I think about seven or eight of us right. We go in. It's this, it's this swamp beast that looks like the what's his, what's his name from Nightmare Before Christmas? Uga Booga uh, Boogie Oogie Boogie Oogie or whatever, right? We go in. We get wrecked. We get absolutely wrecked. Barry goes on the wiki and he reads that this this monster is weak against iron. So for the next hour, we're just mining iron to make iron weapons or like blunt blunt weapons. And we go in, we come back, and we just like Zerg awesome. rush this guy. Or the time where someone forgot to bring the certain cores, or I I brought them. I brought them. I brought them. Cause you know what? They weren't in. They weren't in the chest. I took them. I put them in the boat. I don't know. I honestly still think it's you, Matt. I still think it's you. You probably put them in your inventory. And we're like, oh, I don't know how to put this back in, and you just drop it, and it's in the freaking water. No. I will. You know what? I need to hack the game oh to my God. see where it is. How about the time that we we killed one of those gods only for someone to summon him again? <laughs> I don't know who Jared, it was. Dude. Who, who that was, was it? Blame Ooh. everyone, Barry. Blame everyone, Barry. That's what they call him. That's what the government calls him. That's his government name. It's you so, blaming me. I didn't do the course. So, it was you. So funny because I I even told Ida it was it was me. It's like no, it was Jarek. He was right there. <laughs> I can't believe that. So, no, but yeah. yeah. So we've been playing Valheim. That's, it's that's a really good fun. game, and it only costed like what? It's it's it was seventeen ninety nine. It was seventeen ninety nine yeah. when I bought it, and it's an early alpha release. Um, but they're gonna yeah, right now like it's in Steam early access. Yeah, we got like what we we we. There's five gods that we have to kill. We're on our fifth one. We we're actually yeah, taking and a I break. I believe they're 
Yeah, they're trying to end it at... I think they're trying to go for a max of nine. Yeah, nine so gods they, for the nine realms. And, the, and they're still working on it. They're, they just recently had an update, I think, a, like a month, or, month ago or like a couple yeah, before weeks ago. We, before we started playing. So yeah, we've before been playing, we started. We've been playing the latest patch, Barry. Yeah, so it's 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 fun. And I think we mentioned this before in a previous episode of the previous season when we talked about early access games or something like that. And I personally don't like the concept of it. But at the same time, this is like the new age and we just got to get used to it where early access games are the only way some developers can truly fund their game to completion. Like I've been playing another game before we mentioned it, Escape from Tarkov, which has been early access. I'm like, what? No, no, no. no. (laughs) That one's great. But yeah, so Escape from Tarkov is like an early access game still in beta and it's been beta for like freaking five years. And the developer doesn't charge like any microtransactions or anything. It's just a one-time fee. And that's some that's sometimes the only way you can actually get, you know, money in, in for your early access game. You know? And that's just the new age of it. Like Kickstarter's not so not so much anymore. It's all about just Steam early access. Showing really the power of like uh, digital distribution platforms and how they can prefer, make developers uh, or allow developers to actually make games even though the game's not been done yet. No, I mean, and if you think about it this way, how else are you supposed to test a multiplayer game? You need players, right? You, you definitely need players to test out all the kinks, uh, report all the bugs, uh, complain to hell and high water, right, about, like, what, what's going on. And, yeah, and with based on that feedback of what makes or breaks a developer, like, see what they can do with that feedback. See yeah. if they can Mojang, improve. Mojang is a perfect yeah. example of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my I think I, I don't know if maybe maybe Matt probably bought Minecraft before me. Um but beta? Beta? You, you were you oh, there okay, never mind. Pistons? I had I had, yeah. inf, I had dev. Mm. So I was pre-alpha. But yeah, know. no, like Minecraft is a perfect example. Like it was like 15 bucks when it first came out in 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 infdev and now it's like 25 and it's a full it only recently became a full game like last year. Mm-hmm. Or like 2 years ago. In Minecraft they still updated. Huh? Ten year, ten year it's still game. yeah it's still being updated so like that's like the that's the real like goal you know you want to be false i don't know i don't know when it came i don't know when it first uh, passed 1.0 i but... thought it was like past 1.0 like in 2013 when they had like the really that, and then notch lo- and then notch pulled like the the lever and minecraft really <laughs> is that i didn't that realize it was that old. yeah i I, I watched that's minecraft seven years ago. Eight years? That's eight years ago. That's crazy. I I doing eight years ago, it. dude. And we still play it. Melee. Yeah, yeah people melee still probably. play it. Probably melee. Yeah, will I be still playing Valheim? To- I don't know. There's only nine gods now, no. right? And we're joking around like, about like. Is, <laughs> we're joking about, about yeah. No, about how like we're gonna kill the f- we're gonna kill the fifth god. We're gonna stop playing, but Ida's just gonna keep on playing and building a utopia base. And we get back like, what is this civilization? In, in uh, preparation for the next uh, the next gods we have to kill. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Actually, it was seventeen ninety nine, and I think it was well worth the uh, well worth the price with the amount of time yeah. we played. I mean, there's new games coming out too. So, I mean, in terms of indie, but also E three just E three just happened in last month on the eh, like I don't know sometime right. So, um, Nintendo, as much as in their infinite wisdom of copyright and all that, still popped off 
despite you know e3 having sort of being hit by covid and being an all online which is crazy if you think about how how much foresight nintendo had to be the one the forerunners of creating like this sort of direct mm -hmm. process like this live stream pre-production live stream thing mm -hmm. or rather pre-done whatever so they actually released something that's huge really big really big um for a game that arguably does not have the the sales that it should to release right and that would be metroid so metroid. of course there's metroid prime there's metroid prime 4 that was that was announced i think like two years ago like a while back mm -hmm. but more importantly one of the hugest like biggest releases uh for like the past 10 years was this mythical like urban legend game from metroid called metroid dread Mm -hmm. Like Metroid Dread was supposed to be the sequel, I believe, to Metroid Fusion. Um, was it Fusion? No, no, no. I think it was Fusion, right? Yeah. Metroid Prime. Met Metroid. Okay, so it's supposed to be a sequel to the previous Metroid before Metroid um, Prime, and it was even in like in cameos. Like they actually they actually had the copyright. They registered the co the trademark for Metroid Dread. They had like um, stuff in Metroid Prime talking about Dread. And it was all in like did you know gaming and all that stuff so people knew about it right and then he finally released it but not only or finally announced it but not only announced it but put gameplay footage on it gameplay footage and like the thing that tickled my pickle is that it's a 2d metroid uh metroid platformer like it's a um a little bit of history i used to speed run super metroid like i used to be like i think what number 12 in the world for 100, the 100% category. That was a long time ago before anyone actually sped run that game. So I really, really love like the, the, the 2D one. That's why like I was never really a big fan of uh, like Metroid Prime because you know, I wasn't into the first person uh, Samus, but this is hype. I'm really, really excited about this and it looks really good. Look, look at Samus there, look at Samus. Yeah, this is definitely a sequel to, to Fusion. You is can that tell Gladys? Fusion suit. <laughs> Are you, are, you, are you making a portal reference? Yeah, I know portal. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. I, oh, there you go. See, everyone was like, oh my God, 3D Metroid. And then they did this. Yes. And oh, everyone's like, oh that. my oh, God, it's a that. 2D Metroid game. No, I'm but, so but don't they have like those cutscenes? Like, I thought they had those cutscenes like from that they did in um, Other Samus Returns on the 3D on the 3DS, oh, which was no, just yeah. a remake of um, Metroid, Metroid 2. 2. Yeah. Dude, Metroid Dread has the same color scheme as Shadow Gaming. Did you see that? goodness <laughs> oh, so man. it's exciting well i i just want to point out that like metroid in general just does not make the numbers that other nintendo games do like that's a fact that's just a, oh, yeah. like a well-blown flag but for them to still like want to make more of their of that ip is just you know that's sort of nintendo's thing they can just do that they could be like oh yeah i would just make, make another metroid game it's fine right I mean, they did kick Kid Icarus. Like that game before Kid Icarus <laughs> Uprising, um, there was only one, and it was the NES, and I don't think it sold that well. Nope. It's please tell me, uh, please correct me, Matt. I'm pretty sure you know. They had a Game Boy version. Um, no, dude, that it sucks. They they do this with all their, like their IPs. Like, no, I, I just want to talk about like they had Pikmin. They had like they made Hey Pikmin. Didn't want to play that garbage. They had um, Chibi Robo on the 3DS, and it wasn't like a real Chibi Robo. And I didn't want to play it. They keep messing this up. And then this one looks good. I'm excited. 
Yeah, people, hey, it was Pikmin. fun. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. I don't know hey, what hey, Pikmin, Pikmin is. On the, it's on the. It's like it's a platformer. It's not the traditional. Oh, that's like okay. RTS. It's a. It's it's completely different. Same thing with the Chibi Robo. It's a platformer. It's not um, like a. It's a, a 2D platformer, not like a 3D platformer, like the other ones were. Oh yeah, Chibi Robo for the PS. Wasn't Chibi Robo on the PS2? I'm a hundred percent sure Chibi Robo was on PS2. <laughs> no, it's GameCube and it was on Wii, and then they had a DS version. But then the 3DS version was Dog Warrior. Oh yeah, Game. Okay, I don't know why I confused PS2 with GameCube. I remember playing the demo of this. That's why I think it was a like GameStop. Your former place of work, but yeah. Any <laughs> man, um, I, li I like how you say like Metroid. Metroid is actually the most talked about. I feel like when it comes to like the Nintendo Direct, like everyone's buzzing. When's the new Metro game coming out, et cetera, et cetera. But then ironically, like you said, Barry, it doesn't pull the numbers. It, it really it doesn't. doesn't. So it's just, just like a lot of big disconnect from like the vocal fans and the actual people that buy these things. Metroid Dread, yes. What makes Metroid so good? I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe it's I like think it's the... It's the exploration, really, and like the bleakness of it. You know, like it's a very, it was a very, not, I wouldn't say mature, but a it was very a lot darker game. than the like Super Mario World, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of saying it. No, I remember back then, I was, when I first played Super Metroid as a, as a kid, I was really, really scared of it. That so much that I traded, traded games with my friend. He had Super Mario World 3, and we traded uh, cartridges because I, I, I couldn't play Metroid anymore. Makes me play not play. It's scary. Yeah, and I mean, there's a reason why they call these kinds of games like the Metro Metroidvania style because the exploration and the fact that you can um, you can sequence. No, well, no, no, not sequence break. You can sequence sequence break, but a lot of the times, like you go to a certain area, it's not accessible until you get a certain item. Like you, you would you have to progress through the game and go back to the area. Like, hey, um. What are those blocks that have like little X's on it? Is that that looks like a grappling hook? But I don't have a grappling hook. Like maybe a couple hours in, ten hours in, grappling hook. You go back to that original area and you, it opens up a whole new pathway. And that's what, back then, that's what made Metroid so good. Yeah, because the exploration aspect and like discovering new worlds and in, in the, especially in the in this in Metroid, uh, oh man, Super Metroid, where like. You had uh, what's it called, shine sparking and all that, where you had like, and each each iteration had a different move. I think shine sparking was a Super Metroid thing. Yes, so it like, was a, yeah. yeah, so that's yes. pretty cool. Super hot take though. I don't like the Metroid and Castlevania games for the hidden yeah. item stuff, like the hidden upgrades. Like they're super hidden, where it's like I have to first bomb this wall. I'm not gonna spend like all my missiles just bombing the wall or like this. That's the one thing I really didn't like about like Metroid Fusion. And like mm. Castlevania games, where I have to just hit it, and I don't even know it's there. But speedrunners know it's there. People who played, looked at the manuals, they know it's all there. But me, just some when it picked it up, and like, that's the one thing I, I think, don't like. So I hope they fix I that. I think if you if you think about it, when it come when in the context of when it came out, right, mm -hmm. where yeah. we didn't have the internet, we had Nintendo Power, and we had word of mouth, right. This is kind of like the same concept as like Mew was hidden under the under the truck at SSN. Oh, Pika Blue, like, dude. Pika yeah, God. like stuff like that, right? You can imagine that, but imagine someone saying, yo, there's a missile upgrade in this place, right? And you go and check, right? Mm -hmm. So then you find it, and or sometimes it doesn't. So like some, someone fibbed at, in, in your elementary school and you punch him in the face afterwards because he lied. But, I you know, know having know. that word of mouth and having all of that stuff 
um, kind of gave this childlike wonder and, and charm when it came to finding it yourself, right? Imagine finding this secret and telling your friends, right? And then having that be like, oh my God, I just like, like, like when someone, imagine someone who discovered wave dashing for the first time in Melee, mm -hmm. right? They tell this legendary cheat move that makes you move faster in the game, right? No oh. one knew about it, but then eventually spread out, right? I'm not, I mean, it's very, it's a like Sonic and Melee. Actually, Sonic that's a Melee, perfect we. example too, where, you know, like we just had word of mouth. And like in arcades, you had word of mouth as to what what Ryu can do. It was like, oh my god, he has a dragon punch. What what's a dragon punch? Oh, you just do this motion, right? And you learn because of it. So that's it, it has was, that sort of discovery aspect to it. What's that um, uh, Akuma's uh, demon grab thing? Raging demon. Raging demon. Was that ever documented back then? Like, was the uh, was the button combination do documented? Well, the thing about button combinations is that when consoles came out, uh, Akuma wasn't out. Well, you got to consider it when Street Fighter 2 came out. Akuma came out later, right? That's already when the game was established and everyone had, like, strategy guides and stuff because consoles came out as well with that character. But you can consider, like, in Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2 specifically, um, people didn't understand the concept of stun combos or, like, combos in general. Could you imagine figuring out heavy kick into medium kick into Hadouken is a combo? Like no, what's no. a combo, right? I'm a 12 year old kid. What is that? What does the mean? The you mean the chips, the pretzels? <laughs> oh right? my god! Where's my where's so my toy, the discovery dude? Aspect. Yeah, it's the I, discovery aspect that's important. I I get that, but when I'm playing, like, so the first time I played Metroid Fusion was on the 3DS because I had the Nintendo Ambassador program, so I got it for free. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna play this, and I got to, like the final boss, and it's like, why am I so underpowered? I should be like, I should have like full health full missiles and everything but here i am it's like my my whole set was like super dinky and i'm like whole like why is it like this and it just like maybe and i was like i don't want to do this anymore because i have so many other games i could play i'm not gonna go look for things and so okay. that's i guess that's just my main my main gripe i have well i don't better think things to i don't do think it's necessarily a then. problem with you i think it's a problem with your your preference in what you want out of mm -hmm. a game mm -hmm. right yeah. you're you're you want to finish the game but the the game's like true goal is to explore and f find things and want to do that like skyrim right you people have different goals in skyrim like people just want to finish the story I, I when i play rpgs i literally just go from point a to point b i don't care about the secrets i just want to finish the story mm. right but other people want to finish their sphere grid on final fantasy 10. they want to get all of it because that's their that's their goal. And you gotta you gotta keep in mind like when when did you play when did you play Metroid uh, the Metro game that you're talking about? Like well, it had 3ds, uh, so they had to have played like at least in twenty in the twenty tens, in the like, twenty tens like, or whatever. Well, I mean, when Metroid when Super Metro came out, like let's be real, do we have that many games when we were kids? Like I I only had Super Metroid. I remember my parents buying me the the SNES Super Metro with Super Metroid combo. And that's the only game I played, so that's like the one thing uh, I was like, that's like discovering all the stuff. I had all the time in the world for that. But as as we're old, as we've grown older, we don't have as much time as we used to uh, as we used to have as kids, and we also have a ton of games. And um, hundred percent, everyone in chat here has like a like a Steam library with like ninety percent of the games unfinished, untouched. I think you also have to consider that back then, 
uh, we also didn't have resources. And uh, we had time and no resources. And I think that's the important thing because resources change the meta. Like we can, we, you know, we're talking about esports again, can change the meta of how a game can grow, right? If you played League of Legends in 1999, pretended, pretended existed in 1999, right? <laughs> Pretend for just a split second that this Let's game forget existed about Dota. in 1999. Oh, all stars. Forget Let's about go. everything, right? Pretend it existed before the internet. You could only play it like, like in a vacuum, right? It doesn't have it. There's no internet. There's no YouTube. There's no forums or anything, right? And you try to play this game. The meta will be completely different from how it would grow today hmm. because resources are unavailable. That's why melee is like melee. People are still discovering stuff because the the concept of resources and and people researching. Is so much different than it was in 2000, like even 2008, 2007, mm -hmm. right? When a game grow, like for example, Street Fighter 4 took forever for the meta to really develop until like maybe Super or Ultra, or not even Ultra, AE 2012. Street Fighter 5, people immediately knew what to do. <laughs> like if your <laughs> character comes out, it you just you just if a new character comes out in any fighting game, you go on Twitter and look at all of the people trying to find tech for it. You just immediately know what combo routes you need to do, optimized uh, neutral tactics, and all of that stuff in the span of a week. That would take months if you're trying to do that back then. You know? And that's kind of what uh, I'm trying to say when it comes to think about the context when the game came out, like Super Metroid and all that. You had time and you had no resources to look up the game. So you had to do that. Unlike Matt, where Matt had no, well, yeah, I mean, Matt has time, right? But he had also a different mindset. Like you said, he has a lot of games, but also had hella resources. He could do, he could choose to look this up, but he knows that I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, don't... I mean, it's it's part of the immersion too. Like, it just it just feels so weird. Like, I get back in like the eighties, nineties, whatever, early two thousands. Like, oh yeah, I just bomb this random wall that <laughs> everyone's doing it. But like me, I'm just like I'm playing these games in twenty ten. Why am I gonna bomb some random wall that doesn't even have like a slight crack on it? That makes no sense. Yeah, that's why your meta, the met, yeah. like your mindset of how the game yeah. is, how games should be played, is different than what Matt Tim's would be. Like, yeah. oh my god, I gotta bomb every wall. I got time. I need to figure out which ones. No, I gotta I bomb. One. Gotta bomb every wall until you find X-ray vision, so you can see which wall you can bomb. And which then you gotta X-ray vision every single There's... wall. Only, only in Super Metroid. Only Super Metroid. Oh wait, wait. I bet there is X-ray vision in Fusion then, because it's number four. <laughs> I don't think there's X-ray in Fusion. All I know is that they had Space Jump. That's it. And like, was it space, was weird. They had there was there was Space Jump in uh, Metroid or Super Metroid. <laughs> Yeah, I know there was. It's weird because Metroid Fusion had Ice Beam, and I'm like, how can there be... No, Ice Missile. I'm sorry. There was an Ice Beam, right? No, no there's, an ice, there's an Ice Beam. No, there can be. Metroid Fusion no, Super Metroid had she ice cannot beam. have... No, I know Super Metroid, but Metroid Fusion didn't. Canonically, she cannot have Ice Beam because she's a she was fused with a Metroid and could not use Ice Beam because she would be yeah, no, Metroid's hurt a weak inside, by her yeah. own beam. Yeah, Metroid's I'm are... a weeb. So, anyway... <laughs> Metroids are weak inside. You have to freeze them, and then you shoot a Super Missile at them to kill them yeah okay <laughs> anyway yeah so the tangent has been made but um more importantly matt i'm surprised you couldn't beat much too metroid fusion that game i beat hard. it i okay. beat it i'm just saying it. is how 
dare you? I'm gonna- <laughs> no, he's just saying that he went he went underprepared and it was just like, dang. I love might... going underprepared. It's called making a story, Barry. <laughs> I just left. That's my story. And like, wow, it is that dumb. But in my in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I have nothing better to do. It's Saturday night. Ball of Shasta. You know I made that mod? I made that mod in Guilty Gear. Yes, I saw it. That sounds like such I, a like... Guilty Gear intro. Oh my gosh. And it, the, like talking about like this in general, because we have to relate it to esports somehow. A lot of esports is, is a thing that we're part of now. I, that sounds terrible. I shouldn't say it like that. We partnered with a lot of esports. <laughs> and, you know, we have to sound sort so of defeated, like. defeated, Barry. I mean, no, it's cool. I mean, Ken's cool. You know, he gave me jerseys and stuff. And, you know, I want do, a jersey. Like, oh, speaking of it. Well, yeah, you have a jersey. I no, I don't. I, I, you have a no, I have a GUFGC jersey. I don't have a Laddie jersey, though. That's all that matters. <laughs> speaking of the FGC. So, uh, since we are part of the Laddie Esports, uh, I guess, network, um, we can also talk about some Laddie Esports stuff, which will be not necessarily exclusive, but, you know, I like, leak I like leaking stuff, so it's fun. Um, oh, I think Ken's in chat. Anyway, <laughs> so Thursday Night Hype is something that we used to do, me, Tim, and Matt, back when uh, we had tournaments for... Actually, no, uh, you guys weren't involved yet. No, I just played. Me, I just played. Yeah, it was me, Peter Kimbao, GGPQ from Twitch. and Actually, just me and him. And we <laughs> yeah. just did a tournament. Yeah, we just did tournaments for Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and then when the bar opened, select start, we did Melee with these 18-year-old kids who only bought water and spent four hours there, and we, our bar died because of them. Anyway. <laughs> we did it. It was not us. It, listen, listen, listen. And when, listen. whenever Jarek won, he just bought Monster, and it was irritating. I didn't like any of you guys. That I is why I didn't like you guys. That is why I have a caffeine addiction. It's Barry's fault. It's Jarek's I, fault. If you if you I, just said you can only use this for water, you can't get free monster anymore. It, I wouldn't have a caffeine addiction, Barry. I it's all your fault. I hated Jarek back then. I hated him. No, we he's were... like this weird bold cut this bowl cut kid playing melee. Who are you? Where did you come from? He and I remember the anime oh the anime nemesis arc that Jarek had it was so good. Oh my you, god. Oh, okay, we're gonna go into a story time. Real we just quick we just we, we talked about, about this last on, on, on Sunday, no, Matt. We got to talk yeah, about yeah. it. We got it's so good. Okay, so the story of Young Money, Young Money young and Chad, money everyone, is that this dude? <laughs> all right, so anyway, he uh decided to enter a Super Smash Brothers melee tournament at Otaka Recon 2011. This is our the very first Otaka Recon that had melee, and probably you know very first melee tournament besides fighters fest anyway he enters into the bracket as a link player if i recall jj young link or link jj and link link and he enters in and fights tim foxtrot <laughs> tim down there and body tim bodies this guy he destroys his life and then that from that there on Young Money decides to go full ping pong. No, no, you know what he did? You know what he did? He looked up the resources, right, Barry? The resources that See, were readily available. Hey, that's what I'm no. saying. That's what I'm saying. No. The, the resources no, were so important. Dumb. And then he he tried with all his might. He switched he switched from Link to, I believe, 
Falco. Falco, yeah. Yes, Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes. First Falco. And then trained his heart out. Entered into Thursday Night Hype. Oh, our no, first... wait. Was it Thursday Night yeah, Hype? Yeah. No, no, no. It was um um Friday Night Fights. No, it was first. one. Yeah, Friday then, Night Fights. But he didn't join that one. He didn't join that one. Yeah. So he started joining tournaments at Select Start when he, once he hit 18. And Tim was there. And the very first TNA Thursday Night Hype with Melee, Jarek is just destroying Tim. Like, destroying him. And I can, like, I hated this kid because he was being. And I didn't like that. So I was like, anyway, um, finals in Thursday Night Hype season four. This is the first stream that we did at Select Star uh, season four. Grand finals. This dude puts, you know what? Recreation. Oh, <laughs> puts the hoodie up. Oh my. Just starts destroying Tim, right? Tim is just getting bopped in the neck. Like, oh my gosh, he's just getting bopped. And then Tim finally takes a stock. Tim actually finally takes a game in a comeback fashion in Dreamland. And then he puts, Tim puts on his name, because you can put names on in Melee. Evo, right? And then Jarek, in his infinite wisdom and trash talk, is put Evo question mark questioning Tim's ability to enter Evo and do well, and then destroys Tim and wins. <laughs> Omega wins it. It was so good, but I hated you guys. I really didn't like you guys because you were so cocky. But then I realized you weren't cocky. You're just, no, no, no. Jarek. No. I didn't know the story at the time. No, it was funny because if you look at the footage, if you look at the footage, whenever I won, these guys were cheering. <laughs> Jarek's friends yeah. were all cheering for me. That was hilarious. Friendship Wonderland. So anyway, that's that's the story of Thursday Night Hype in terms of like how historic it is when it comes to the fighting game community. There's people, people decided to end, end careers in that game. Another player, Joseph Spencer Garrido, a.k.a. Birdie, Probably won like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars worth of money from us. Like we would enter, we would enter um, um, Marvel tournaments in this like six. I think he was sixteen at the time. Yeah, he was a kid. He was actually a kid, and would just beat us in Marvel. It was it was so free. It was so unfortunate because everyone was just like, "Who is this guy?" He takes money from us, goes to prom with it, and just anyway, I hated him too. So <laughs> Thursday night hype. Is happening again. Oh, the Lattie return! Sports. The return! Of the Thursday return night. of Thursday Night Hype. Fighting game community is back, but we're going to be playing games with good netcode this time. So that's going to be Guilty Gear Strive and Super Smash Brothers Melee for the <laughs> Nintendo Game. <laughs> the same exact melee that we were just talking about. Because so yeah, what we're talking about all this melee stuff. We're going to have melee in mm -hmm. Lottie Esports. So the cool thing is. We actually have a perfect example of that meta stuff we're talking about in, well, Cabardian mentions IJ and Blaze, which is a good example too. Those guys were like literally children uh, who just learned melee optimally, I might add, with claw grip and all of that stuff. But let's talk about Steam Pot Turbo. Turbo Turbio. Turbo <laughs> that guy is like what? He's like 14 now, right? No, no, he's, yeah, for, he's sure forever he's 13 to me, dude. Okay, so he's like, a, he's like he's like a child. He's an actual child. And he is like on par with a lot of like, hot, like he's good. He's really good. 
nah. I want to say like top players nah. in, in the melee scene, nah. but nah. but he's very good, and he's only he's only a kid, and that's what's crazy is like you could just literally go on YouTube and learn how to play melee. You can learn how to play melee at a high level before falling in love and learning about love and heartbreak. Isn't that cool? Oh that's yeah, sick. No, like um, it's funny how you should mention Steampot and Thursday Night Hype because he mentioned that when he first got into melee, he looked up Guam melee on YouTube and it was that exact match, that exact video where it was me versus uh JJ. And it's JJ. funny now because because Steampot right now is like infinitely better than we were at that time, right before we went That's to crazy, Evo. Crazy, right? I think like, if resources are so important. No, if Steam, if Steampot. Oh, Phoenix is mad. If Steampot entered Evo as he is now in 2014, I'm probably he's top 100, top 100. He would make it out of polls. He would definitely make oh, it out of polls. My, I might add, um, JJ, aka Youngest Munif, and <laughs> another player, Eustace, are the only two. Actually, no, I guess three, four. Two out of the four, three or four people on guam that made it out of pools in evo historically that's in itself amazing because i believe um no no Jarek made it out of pools in, in losers no, he, he made it out in losers. losers ij actually made it out in winners yeah, winners he, but oh like that was like a big tournament because that was that wasn't the return of melee if i recall was it no like it was years a, after two years ago. no it was already um after, it was already after the, yeah. melee had, had melee in it right mm -hmm. yeah no, 2013 okay. was the return of melee because I remember oh, okay. that was Mango versus Wobbles. 2014 like is the one that... Yeah. So if you make it... Uh, uh, statistically, making out of pools means you are better than at least 75% of the players that entered. So you can... You, you are... Be they're better than 75% of the players at the time in the world. So you can imagine that. I mean, granted, Melee is more of a, a North American-centric game. Shout-outs to the Swedes. But, you know. So anyway, Thursday Night Hype is happening. It's going to be happening either next month or next week no it's gonna happen next <laughs> week so in the end of august we're gonna start thursday night hype and it's gonna be online only for guilty gears drive and super smash brothers melee and hopefully if more fighting games implement rollback we could have it there but hopefully again uh after the pandemic whenever that may be ends uh we would probably have offline events again for the first time in like you know what's so funny? We before the pandemic, we still didn't have offline events. Like we didn't do anything. <laughs> like I genuinely think like when was the last time we had a tournament besides your I tournaments, Matt? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You were the only tournament organizer at the time. I Everyone think it was like quit. no, no, because Ken, uh, um, because our oh, Laddy Esports good friend Ken, he was he just finished his um his season, first season yeah. for Laddy Esports. And so we're going to kick off the year. We're doing casuals and then the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Laddie Esports, man. I could See, if you guys didn't know, before Laddie Esports introduced League of Legends, before Laddie Esports did Valorant or Apex or any of these tournaments, we were like do we I, I and by by we I mean me and Ken, we're literally just doing like Smash, like Ultimate and Tekken and like other games in Ganda Shopping Center every like other Saturday, it was irritating because I would have to bring so much gear. But yeah, now we're now we're doing League of Legends, we're doing Apex, we're doing possibly Counter-Strike Global Offensive at the end of the year. Um, more Valorant and all that. It's crazy. It's it's League interesting. Land. Year, Man, the logistics of that, dude. 
<laughs> Six player Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball's dead. Get out of here. Sorry, Caberdean. <laughs> so that was <laughs> Nomiya. There's in the heights gonna be oh. really, really sick. Before we go, do you guys have anything to say? Because I do have an announcement uh that's coming up for next week. Um, just want to give a shout out to uh Ken and Laddie Esports for having us. That's uh really, 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 uh, we're really honored to be here. It's gonna be really, really fun, really uh, working with you guys. Uh, being the I guess the quote unquote official podcast. Thanks, it's, it was a lot of fun, Matt. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Thanks again for you guys to bring me here. Um, I'm glad that like Ken was able to do like the lot of esports stuff and look how big it is now. Makes me look dumb. <laughs> so no, it's no, really no. cool. I'm really excited to work with with Ken and you guys more. So mm -hmm. I'd like to thank Ken as well. Uh, but we do have an announcement in regards to next week is the Valorant Summer Series brought to you by Guam Woodward Memorial heavy hitters and i believe coffee slut so we're going to be starting that it's going to be a four-week event uh spanning the course of a couple of i believe until the end of september correct me if i'm wrong and that will be going up and the thing is with valorant is we had the team the the last team team shoot then winning that tournament uh but the cool thing about the narrative right now is that all of team shoot then is split up between all of the teams that play are playing currently in the in this new tournament. So it really comes down to who is the actual strength in pr the old team that can carry one of the five or four or five teams that are going to be playing in this tournament series. So we have, you guys might not know, but the chat might know. We have, of course, Zedrix, well, one of the best Valorant players on Guam. Um, I think also the highest ranked Valorant player on Guam. Uh, we have Akursa, who's part of Team Yoji. So those two are part of Team Yoji. And then we have uh, Whirly and Turtles, who are part of Team Shoot then. Whirly and, uh, being an amazing uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive original like OG player back in the Guam server days, like a long time ago. Uh, but he's only like 23. <laughs> he played when he was a kid. And Turtles, his his boy, I call him the dynamic duo. And then we have, of course, Kevin Jesus, who's in Saipan, actually one of our one of the few players that is not from Guam playing in this tournament, uh, who's going to be in another team. Uh, so those those are already four players, and I believe he's also with Alec, possibly one of the most rage-inducing players in in Team Shoot. Then, <laughs> but he, you know, he's really co he's competent, and he's also part of uh, Jesus' team. So there's three teams that have six players from Team Shoot. Then. So that's interesting to see. And then we have, of course, the it, Matt was supposed to enter, but something happened. But instead, we have, uh, you know, we were talking about Blaze and Ijea. Blaze actually has a team that's entering into Valorant. Uh, I have no idea what their name is, but his, you know, he goes by Darkness. He, he always changes his name. He used to be, it used to be Blaze Jesus, and then Blaze Jesus, and then Snow. I don't know where that came from. And now Ember. it's like Darkness. You forgot Ember. He had we won by Ember. Ember makes sense because Blaze, I guess. Okay, but Blaze is his name. It just makes sense. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Dude, he has, such, he has such a cool name. Blaze Jesus. That's amazing. Wait, no, is, is it actually pronounced Jesus or Jesus? I just want to say it's Jesus. Jesus. Okay. That's that's so sick. But anyway, that's uh, that's what's gonna happen next week, July twenty fourth, starting at two p.m. on Twitch.tv/slash Laddie Esports. So that's gonna be the last 
announcement that we're gonna have and we'll be possibly seeing you what when's our schedule what is our schedule for this podcast now um we like to uh wednesday wednesdays for sure um optimistically speaking every two weeks so we'll see you guys in two weeks but some something may or may not come around but we'll try to keep it uh consistent with for you guys every two weeks see you guys in two weeks oh we're saying goodbye now yeah i guess so yeah no more announcements right right? (laughs) later guys thank you thank you so much